Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Ding. This is your host, Mark Schindler, coming at you on Thursday morning. I'm joined by Mo DeKeel. Mo, how are you doing today, man? I'm great, man. This was a wild night of basketball. Just absurd. Yeah, that is a that's that's a plain way to put it. It felt like we had uh, not, not the full 15 game stretch, but we got a lot of them. Uh, I think the best way to kick this one off is how it ended. Sacramento and Cleveland. Sacramento gets out of here with a really good win, 127 to 120. Mo, De'Aaron Fox was fantastic down the stretch. I mean, I thought he was good, but I thought it was the other guys, to be honest with you, Mark. I thought Herder hit a couple of big shots. Sabonis, uh, Monk making a big-time pass out to uh, Herder for one of those threes. I mean, they end this game on a a, a 10-3 to run in the last two minutes. It was tied at 117 apiece, and then these guys just kind of go off. This is a big win for Sacramento. This could be like a, a building moment almost. Yeah, 100%. It felt like they got just enough defense out of tonight, even you know giving up 120 points. Um, things are starting to click a little bit there. Harrison Barnes finally had a good game tonight, which was nice to see. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm excited for what's next for them. Uh, as far as the Cavs were at in this game, what do you think kind of didn't, didn't went, went awry here? One, I think they started out slow. And I think that was one of their problems there. Just the first half in general, they, they they seem to be stuck in mud a little bit. And then Donovan Mitchell just went completely ballistic in the third and fourth quarter to kind of bring them back. And it looked like for a while they're going to take this game. But I think, you know, what tends to happen with this team, and we saw it in their loss to the Clippers, is they start going to like a prevent offense in the final four or five minutes of the games. And I'm like, yo, that's not what got you here. You got to be smarter than that. And I think, that sort of let them down there in this game and and their offense as well as their defense, but mostly their offense really just kind of let them down. I felt like in the final few minutes. Yeah, 100%. Well, moving on back to the across the way in the Midwest of Chicago, the Pelicans escape out of here with a 115-111 win. Brandon Ingram was absolutely on fire late in the game, was scoring in every variety of way possible coming off screens, isolating from the mid post, attacking from the outside. Finished the game high plus 19 with 22 points, nine boards, three assists. Um, the Pels have been playing around 500 basketball. This felt like a big win for whoever was going to come out of this one because both teams have been you know, kind of poking around trying to find their way. What did you see in this one? <laughs> we saw a lot of bricks from three. That's <laughs> for sure. I, I just I just saw the stat now as it came across. I watched the game and I was like, wow, this, it, it looked even worse when you see it on the stat sheet. From both teams. I think you just saw a lot of just rebounding, 
from the the Pelicans end in terms of offensive rebounds. You know, they they were doing a good job crashing the boards, getting a lot more opportunities in the sense of second chance points and things like that. It's funny. They got more offensive boards, but also they got to cut down the turnovers. That's really kind of what's holding them back. And I think defensively, teams are going at Zion, you know, and they're and they're putting him in pick and rolls and trying to find opportunities to to attack him there. I think that was kind of the issue for the Pelicans there in this one. And I think ultimately they got to figure that out. But it's a nice, nice to leave Chicago with a win. Yeah, definitely. Especially too looking on the Bulls side. Zach Levine uh didn't have the best game tonight, but continues to look a little bit better physically than he did early on in the year as he gets a little bit of the rust uh worn off of him coming off that knee injury. Uh DeMar DeRozan was electric again tonight, finished with 33 points on 14 to 26 from the field. Uh I feel like this guy's going to be scoring 30 points efficiently until he's 40, but uh, <laughs> a fun 50, a fun why not? Until he's 50, 50 yeah, why I mean, not? Hey, Let's man. put him on the Tom Brady program. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Sounds good it, to me. It, it's fun to watch, you know, with DeRozan. But the other guy that really kind of killed it for the, the Bulls and kept them in this game, Goran Dragic was phenomenal. He had a real interesting run, you know, uh, in in the third and fourth quarter where I felt like, man, this is this is something – we were watching where I said, this guy's going off. And it, it, I mean, he had a wild pass mark to, uh, I think it was to um, Derek Jones Jr. He just threw it behind his head as he's jumping up for a layup. And that ended up being an M1. It's a big time play right there. Just fun stuff. I, I like what this Bulls team is, even though they lost this one. I still think there's a lot of talent on this team. And I, I, I just keep an eye on them. I agree. Patrick Williams looking a little bit more comfortable out there, finding more of a role. The The bench continues to really impress me. I think it's just finding more cohesiveness in the starting lineup and, and throughout is going to be important, but I agree. Moving on from there, we had an unexpected barn burner in Indiana today. Uh, between the Pacers and the Nuggets came down to a Miles Turner miss three that rimmed out right at the end that would have sent it to overtime. Uh, man, especially considering how far down the Nuggets went down here to come back. Um, well, I mean, what are you taking out of this one? Because there's there's a lot to this. This was a funky game. I think it's the weirdest game we saw tonight. Oh, we'll we'll get to the weirdest game you saw to, uh, uh, to from tonight a little bit later. But the uh, the Nuggets really it was a weird game from them. For them, this is one of those like, hey, you're happy you came back down 18, mm-hmm. made this run. But they looked like they were trying to give this game away down the stretch. I didn't really understand what they were were doing in the final seconds there. Jokic gets the ball, has an you know just an opportunity to hold it, draw, get fouled, go to the line, make it a five point game, really kind of just seal it. Instead, he goes for a layup because he had an open lane, but it ends up getting contested. He misses it, and then he nearly fouls Miles Turner on that three. I was shocked. I was just like, this was some boneheaded stuff there. I. I think the Nuggets are lucky to get away with one just because they did not deserve to win this game. Yeah, I agree in entirety. Their defense was a mess tonight uh, pretty much the entire game. Uh, like you mentioned with Jokic, too, he had four fouls in the first half. Like He only ended up playing 20 minutes tonight. Uh, one of those weird games from him where he just kind of is in a funk. I don't really – I mean, he played when he was on the court. He was, he was awesome, 24 points, six assists. But it's just, yeah, I agree. Just some weirdness there. Uh, Jamal Murray was some really uh, tough clutch shot making when when Jokic was out in the in the third and as they claw back in, in the fourth as well. But for me, the the biggest part of this game, most exciting part of this game, Benedict Matherin, 18 point second quarter was just on an insane heater. 
What did you think of him tonight and just in general? Because he continues to just be a joy to watch so far early, early in the season. He's the reason why people got to tune into the Indiana Pacers. I mean, it's just that simple. He's coming off the bench. Drops 30 tonight, 6-9 and nine from 3. Like, just an impressive sort of player. This is the kind of guy we were excited about coming out of the draft. You're looking at him going like, this is a kid that can put up some big points. A lot of fun with this stuff. Honestly, like, you know, folks, I know a lot of you aren't going to be watching Indiana. I'm just begging you, please give him a chance because Benedict Matherin is worth watching. Yeah, it was an exciting game. Tyrese Halliburton, too, down the stretch, uh, continues to really dip into his shot making bag. Uh, pulled Nikola Jokic on a switch, started calling out, you can't guard me after he hits a pull up two over him. Uh, so it's been fun to see that from him and from the Pacers in general. Gonna it needed to, to be a pull-up three. It needed to be a pull-up three. He was foot on the line. It, it was, was the so longest close. two. It was so bad. <laughs> it went in, so, you know, it counts for something. But, uh, yeah, the, Indiana falls under 500. Denver escapes with, as, as you mentioned, a win that they probably shouldn't have gotten. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's move over to what I'm assuming you, you consider the weirdest game tonight. Now, in retrospect, and I have to agree, Memphis and San Antonio went to overtime in a really enjoyable game. Uh, what stood out to you most in this one? That the clocks don't work properly in <laughs> San Antonio. It was a weird segment in this game where, you know, the, the Spurs are, they get a stop. This was in overtime. They get a stop against Memphis with 18 seconds left on the clock. They get the rebound. They score on the other end. There's still 18 seconds on the clock. The clock stopped for just no reason at all. And then the, the Grizzlies turn the rock over on that inbounding play, and they get another bucket out of this. The refs stop the play. They, had a, they take a few more seconds off the clock. But now it put the Spurs in a position to really tie this game with where they were. And I don't know about you, Mark, but I thought that Vassell 3 was going in to tie it. Oh, I did too. Um, he was fantastic. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. To win it. To win it, uh, it would have been a win. Sorry. No, yeah, you're, you're good. Um, I mean, yeah, Vassell, it, to me, like, the, I mean, there were multiple guys making big shots, making big plays, but a lot of this to me was like Vassell and Desmond Bain, especially late in the game, it felt like just a shot-making party from the both of them. Like, Ja was awesome, of course, but um, watching those two kind of operating in the same way, running off screens, uh, you know, operating off secondary plays, um, that, was, that was an absolute blast. I mean, both of them were so, so good. Um, and, and like you mentioned too, Jeremy Sohan with that play, he continues to just be really fun. That play that with, with obviously some, some trickery with the timing. Um, he's yeah. just that fast, Mark, no time <laughs> he, he to go the, off the clock as he, he goes from one end of the court to the other. 
He has the Harry Potter time turner, I'm convinced. Um, he is British after all, so it's possible. But Okay, uh, so we're going to go with the Harry Potter reference. Okay, we're going to go with that one. That, uh, one. that one flew over my head. But one thing I want to say about Memphis, though. Can Dylan Brooks take less shots? He took 13 tonight, and I just, 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 no, no. Like, let's, let's cap him at nine. You know, just a yeah. fewer shots there in that in that sense. Granted, he went three for five from three tonight, but his shot selection sometimes kills me when when I watch him. And it'll help Memphis. Yeah, no, I agree. It's he's a very odd paradox of a player sometimes. Um, going back around the so, the association, one last game to close out on the Utah Jazz are the first ten win team. In the NBA, the Bucs would follow later Ever? on. Uh, I, I mean, in the season. <laughs> in the season. The Bucs would follow up uh, with a win about 45 minutes later uh, over the Oklahoma City Thunder. I, I mean, I just want to – not even just this game, just in general. This Jazz team, man, what have you thought of them? How much are you enjoying them? Because I know I'm, I'm getting a lot out of watching them play. Oh, I mean, they're just so much fun. One, the way they're playing on offense – they're moving the ball. There's there's player movement cutting. They enjoy playing together. There's a great sequence where uh, towards the end of the game, Mike Conley comes off a high screen, dishes it off for a dunk, and you just see him smiling and laughing, getting back on defense in that sense. And you can just kind of see the joy that they're they're playing with. For a team that we didn't expect to be very good at all this year, they're a lot of fun. And this was a big win. They built a lead in the se- in the first half. Almost blew it in the second half, Mark. The The Hawks dropped 36 points on them in the third quarter. They started to look like they were getting a roll going. And then they come back and drop 40 on them in the fourth quarter. Like, that's just impressive stuff from this Jazz team. Yeah, I agree. It was funny because, like you mentioned, in the third, it looked like, all right, this is slipping away. 10-point deficit. Um, but they have, they have gumption, man. Like, the, the, the Hawks bench, as good as the Hawks bench was against the Bucks the other night, the Hawks bench really kind of eat this one away for me. Uh, they really struggled. Uh, with some of the pace that that Utah was able to come out and play with, they really rattled them a little bit with some of their defensive pressure too later on in the game. And Mike Conley, this, every time that that you think Mike Conley is is down for the count and finally hitting the age curve, he was awesome in the fourth quarter tonight. Well, the scoring wasn't there for him, but dish, dishing the rock, just kind of controlling the pace of play, really fun to watch him go. I mean, s- six fourth quarter assists, but we also did kind of bury the lead. Another thirty point night for Laurie Markkinen, who finished with thirty two. Like, let's let's just be honest. this guy, if he doesn't make it's early, but if he doesn't make the all-star team, we're gonna have problems. Yeah, he's he's on that track. He has to with the way that they're playing. What averaging like right around 23, 24 points per game, hasn't updated at B ball ref yet, but um he's been stellar to open the year. Um if if I told you two years ago this is what Lowry Marketing would be doing in 2022, what'd you have said? I thought you'd have drunk. <laughs> I thought we would have had to start sending you to AA. Just it's and it's not really fair to Laurie, but you know, just in general, I don't think anybody saw this coming from him. Yeah, I, I'm not sure Lowry even saw it coming from him when he was still in Chicago two years ago. But you know, going back around the league, just covering up some of the the, the final scores. Orlando without Paolo Bancaro uh, and noting Dallas did not have Christian Wood, ekes out a 94 to 87 win tonight. Uh, Luka Doncic does not finished with 30 points or higher for the first time this season. Portland ends up taking over against Charlotte, winning 105-95. Detroit falls to Boston, 128-112. to The Knicks 
get absolutely housed on national television. Boat race. The they got Nets. crushed. One of the worst games I've seen this year. 112 to 85. My guy, Jack Vaughn, three and one since taking over. Just saying. The defense, man. The defense. Kevin Durant's playmaking. We're seeing it again. Uh, the, the Toronto Raptors win a close one against Houston, 116 to 109. Phoenix beats Minnesota, 129 to 117 in a game that never felt that close. Just please go back, folks, and find the video when D'Angelo Russell didn't realize that he was supposed to sub into the game. And the Wolves end up playing four on five for uh, about two possessions because the Suns got an offensive rebound and ended up scoring on that. Just do yourself a favor. Go find that video. Literal meaning of playing smarter, not harder. Going back to the West Coast, the the, the Lakers lose a game to the Clippers, uh, 114 to 101. LeBron James left with an apparent groin injury later on in the game and fall to two and nine. And lastly, to close out on two, um, we just want to say thoughts and prayers are with Brittany Griner. TJ Quinn of ESPN reported today that she was being transferred to a Russian penal colony. Uh, her lawyers do not know where she's headed. Uh, considered to just be a much harsher condition overall than, than being in the penitentiary that she'd been at in Moscow after an appeal was denied in, on October 24th. She's been detained since February 17th. This is just a really shitty situation and uh, hopefully things can be resolved sometime soon because this just shouldn't have to happen to anybody. Bring BG home. Bring BG home. Free BG until it's backwards. Mo, take us out of here. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.